Chew the Fat on the General Knowledge Podcast, uh, Season 4, Episode 23. Uh, of course, you've heard him already. Joined by Big Ando, here he is, and Ethan Nash. Andy, how you going, man? Good to good to have you on board again. You joined me for... You missed a couple, but you joined me for that last member one we yeah. did with uh, John Hamer, and uh, back tonight uh, for another one of the season. Um I'm back in the game, General. I'm back in the game. Oh, looking forward to it. Looking forward to a bit of Ando firing up tonight, actually. Fucking <laughs> let loose, mofo. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I know. Last couple of shows, just, I don't know, you know how, just life, everything gets oh, like, yeah. on top of you and, and work yeah. and stuff. So, um, yeah, you know, but anyway, I'm back tonight, so it's all good. Yeah, nice. And Ethan, my brother, how you going, man? Good to see you again. Good boys, how are we? Hello to all the listeners out there, back for another episode. Um, there's plenty to catch up on and have mm. a chat about, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Look, it's good that Andy's back, and yeah, the boys are, are back together, mate. I love it. It's good. We uh, like to throw around and bounce off, not just one of you, but it's good to bounce off multiple uh, multiple guys in the show. Of course, even when we have another guest as well, but um, sometimes it gets a bit hectic. I think we make it really good with just the three of us at times. Uh but looking forward to our last show of the season. I'll just let everyone know we've got. I've actually booked him in already. He's keen to definitely come back on. He's already responded, and we've booked it in. Um, I'll have to go over the dates and stuff with his. But Jim Lee is going to come back on the show again to do a uh, a much. Hopefully, he's on time this time. But a much uh, deeper dive on the whole weather modification, climate change, all that sort of stuff uh, for our final show of the season. So it should be good. Good international guest. He's good value, old Jim. Uh, I really enjoyed that last show we had. Show, tell you what, though, is I'm a little bit disappointed. And what's I'm gonna tell you what? It's not. It's none of us. It's the listeners. It's all your fault, dodgy listeners. No, I'm just joking, guys. But um, yeah, the the last few uh, episodes we've done from actually after Jim Lee, the last two episodes didn't really make much of an impact at all. I'm I'm gonna say um, yeah, pretty low numbers. But prior to that, excellent numbers. Like Jim Show did really well. Nearly 2,000 downloads in the first month, which is awesome. So, I mean, people did really enjoy it, but yeah, it seemed to drop off a little bit after that. Not sure what's going on in people's lives or around the world, but um, we're getting new subscribers all the time. I keep getting notifications of more people joining up on uh, Podbean and following, which is great. Hello to all the new subscribers out there. Hope you're enjoying the content and uh, g'day to the Patreon members as well who will be watching the video. Uh, 
because that's especially just for them. They get to see all the screen shares and all that sort of stuff that we do for the show. But yeah, I was a bit, a bit weirded out by that. I thought, yeah, maybe something's going on in people's lives and the numbers are a little bit low or I don't know, maybe we're doing something wrong. But if there is, let us know, folks. Come on, make some comments. Get us on the socials. Send us an email. Get on our websites, whatever it is. If you've got some feedback for us, let us have it. We're happy. We can adjust. It's all good. You're not going to hurt our feelings. We're big boys. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Ethan, you've been uh, pumping out heaps of shit. And before we get into anything of the topics tonight, mate, what's uh, what's new over at TOTT News that you sort of recommend for people to catch up on? Obviously, you've got the new layout once again, everyone. Uh, oh, don't forget to get grab a copy, folks. Um, it's like the best alternative magazine on the market. New Dawn Magazine's been going f- since f- fucking like the 80s, 90s. What, when, was it, when did it first come out, Ethan? Do you remember? Uh, 1991. 91, yeah. So it was, yeah, early 90s. It's been coming going out for a long time. Uh, it's a great read. Everyone should grab a copy of it. But Ethan's, like, can, uh, again, got another great article in there. So I highly recommend people going out and picking up a copy. But that's uh, he's got that on the big banner on the website there. So you can't miss it. Um, so make sure you go and support those guys as well, as well as Ethan's work there. But, man, what's, uh, what's going on on your front, brother? Yeah, general, just pumping out content. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate everyone that's been picking up the latest issue, everyone that's been clicking through and having a look. There is a preview there on the website, um, and it is the leading feature of the September and October issue. So it's in news agents everywhere, or you can get physical copies online, digital yeah. copies online. It's even on eBay. Um, and, yeah, just fantastic. Been working with them since August of 2019 was my first uh, article for them. Just so been uh, publishing when I can in there. And, and the editor of New Dawn has, is obviously aware of a lot of the member content that we've been doing behind the scenes. And he wanted to bring this whole uh, theory that we've been working essentially for six years on called the Epsilon Agenda to life. So, mm. And we've spoken about the Epsilon Agenda say, and yeah. what it means. But we've, we've covered this it a lot is on more this show, sort of, yeah. yeah, this is more sort of the... It's a nine-page spread, Whoa. so it's a, it's a big article. Nice. Um, so it, it really goes and it, and it really details everything that you need to know from over the last 200 years of Western history, what the real eugenics agenda is, um, and even some of the dark stuff, like the dangers of ultrasounds and everything like that. It's all included in that piece. So I'm thankful to them. But, yeah, mate, just been pumping out content um, on the website. At the end of the month, we sort of do the member content, but before that, in the last two weeks, there's been plenty of things. A new Pfizer Papers article by Dr. TJ Coles for the website. That's, that's about a good a new... series. Yeah, I've been sharing that one. It's a great series. Oh, thank you, mate. Yeah, I, I've really... He come to me and said, you know, with the idea of doing an ongoing Pfizer paper series, and this is uh, the sixth uh, piece, I believe, in the series. So um, it's very interesting. There's been an Israeli health leak um, from over in uh, obviously the Israeli Democracy Institute, mm-hmm. who was a, a critic of this uh, program. Uh, of this program, this has been sort of leaked during this whole uh, round. It's even gone gone to the Brown Institute now, the Brownstone Institute. Sorry, and it was a journalist by the name of Yaffa Shiraz, who was actually pretty big in Israel, and she leaked this to the media as part of this uh, sort of more investigations into the role of what's been going on with Pfizer. And essentially the Israeli ministry covered up known side effects that they saw from these papers from Pfizer. 
So, and the the video has been leaked talking about them identifying new neurological side effects that weren't listed in the consumer's leaflets, you know, such such as dizziness, hypothesia, paresthesia, and the adverse effects of the Pfizer vaccine were covered up by the Israeli ministry. Um, 65% of sufferers have experienced symptoms lasting longer than one month, which wasn't promised. And essentially in this video, that what they're trying to say is like the leaflet for the side effects said it would side effects would last less than a week, but in half of the cases recorded by Israeli doctors, the duration was six months. So essentially what they're saying in this video and in this report is they're saying, well, we've discovered all of this, but how do we maneuver around this to still get this product out to the public? Meanwhile, they're telling them it's safe and effective. So it is a pretty big bombshell, and in this piece, uh, Dr. TJ Coles goes on to talk about excess deaths that we're seeing, which correlate with what they're talking about in this video. Wow. So everything that they've spoken about in this video that happened before this was even released to the public, they're reading the, the Pfizer papers, the data that's being released in the hundreds of thousands. They found this, covered it up, and now we're seeing the correlation with excess deaths. Things like kidneys, acute um, in, intestinal disease after RNA-based vaccination, the liver, um, all of these technical terms, I don't know how to pronounce, but <laughs> That's immune right. medicated liver injury following COVID vaccination, a systematic review talking about more studies, right? And essentially, he concludes that the Israeli health officials, their leaked Zoom call, what it did was provide invaluable insights so we already knew this was happening like this for us in the awake community we already know that this is happening but the long-term side effects they're of no interest to pfizer but they have been covered up here and against the backdrop of all of these oh we don't know why people are dying and all of these diseases are happening and why they have dna damage now all of the covid deaths Mm -hmm. it correlates exactly with what we're seeing with what they found and covered up so it's a bombshell i think that's probably the number one thing i'd recommend and what are your thoughts on this mate like you say you know you've been following the series i think it just more and more revelations just keep coming out yeah we obviously knew these things but to just have them in front of us now undeniable proof it's like people need to start be held accountable mate yeah well because with all of this evidence that's come out boys we've got like it's it's undeniable. The the all the evidence is there. The proof is there, right? And then you go back and you look at some of the statistics from, um, like previous, uh, um, vaccines like uh, swine flu shots and things that were causing, you know, um, Guillain-Barré syndrome in like half a dozen people, you know, over um when they vaccinated you know like a couple of hundred thousand and they had like a really small group that that suffered these conditions they went oh we got to pull it and it got pulled and that happened very similar things like there was some uh uh, bowel obstructions with like a rotavirus shot or something like that there was a couple other things like this where these vaccines came to market they were approved but then they had these things go definitely go wrong it was it was talked about exposed the, the all the information was there and they they canned it straight away they went okay well, we can't use these anymore this is causing this you know it's giving us a bad name blah 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 yet 
we're seeing <laughs> the the proof right there of so much of this excess damage and death that's being caused by these shots. And not only do they not get cancelled, they get recommended to children under five, to newborns. They get added to the schedule. It's like, what the fuck? Everything is upside down. I don't get it. That's that's the most shocking thing about it. That the like past history has shown. Yeah, when these things do cause a bit of damage and stuff, that kind of gets known about and talked about a little bit too much. Well, they pull them, they can them. Didn't happen with this one. No, there's an agenda behind this. They want this mRNA inside as many people as they can before that gets pulled. You know what I mean? There's there's a there is an agenda behind this for sure. Uh, we'll throw to Andy actually. Andy, what's your thoughts on this, mate? Um, yeah. Have you boys noticed that, like, just in the last months, that the world has just got like, has like had a big uptick of like craziness? <laughs> yeah, like for sure, like just a big uptick, just like just lately, like it's like almost we're on the verge of something. Yeah, hints of something happening. coming. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and just... and you know, like I, we, we've been talking about this since 2020. You know, like it's it's like it's all. It's all come exactly what you said, General. Like it's it's about getting as much mRNA substance in the populations around the world as much as possible. Like yeah. and and keep sweeping all this shit under the rug in the t- in the time being. Just don't talk about it. Keep sweeping under the rug. Oh, it's okay. Keep pushing it out there. I think the juggernaut. I think it's just too big to stop. That's what I think the problem. It does with seem like that. Actually, nineteen. It just it just seems that the whole. Th- the whole thing is rolling down the hill. This huge machine, this international like like collaboration, is rolling down the hill, and it's just too big to stop it. Mm. You know, um, it, that's that's how it feels to me. Um, but man, I just like just I, I just have to turn off sometimes from Telegram and some of these things because like some of the stuff is just absolutely crazy. You know. And it is, and it's just, insane. And just, yeah, it's just insane. And what Ethan's bringing to light here is just, you know, it's it just verifies all the insanity that's going on around us. So mm. I'm just, I'm just. Some days I think, man, just like, can you, can the world just stop being so effing loopy for just a week? You know, just give us all a bit of a break because. <laughs> Especially America is just like because the they can't well, they can't hide it anymore, Andy. Too like that's right. All the evidence is there. Like you know, Dr. T.J. Coles puts that in this article. You know, all the evidence is there for all of this, and yet it's still going. And you're like, how? How is it still going? You're right. It's yeah. craziness. It's it's just fucking crazy that it still is. You know, and, and yeah. when when 15, 20 years ago, it probably would have been pulled. You know, like uh, just yeah. Just insane. I want to um. If we go, Ethan. If we look at the previous headlines, like if we look at the Pfizer paper series, this is what's been uncovered. Obviously, we first spoke with Naomi Cook. Remember mm-hmm. when they first got released? She was originally on the show. Yep. So we went over some of the things relating to babies and whatnot. But in this Pfizer paper series, first of all, the documents confirmed that the vaccine was supposed to prevent COVID. That's the quote in there prevent COVID, that was the so-called results of the trial, not just reduce symptoms, like it said, so their science was wrong. Then the company exploited 
and misapplied a controversial clinical trial method. Dr. TJ Coles breaks that down in terms of placebos and what type of groups were allowed in there, just complete sham how they got away with it. Then the, the third one was the company secretly planned for the third dose. So while they were telling people that two vaccines will prevent COVID and it, it will solve everything, they already had the marketing for the third jab ready to go, yeah. even though two were supposed to solve everything. The fourth installment in the series was how the company covered up the deaths of trial participants. So that month was a big month. They released all of the deaths during that uh, trial period, and none of them, even if they were a day after, even if they were hours after, were attributed to the vaccine whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So they just completely said it's safe and effective because they just didn't even look, and they admit that they didn't even do any toxic investigations and a coroner's report hadn't even been done, but they concluded it. And then we look at the emergency use authorization where you find out that it's called an injectable biological product, that's the quote, <laughs> and that during a 2020 FDA meeting on vaccines, it was sponsored by Pfizer themselves. And now this month, we're talking about the leaked Israeli health meeting bombshell. Next month, a bit of a spoiler, we're going to be talking about the approval for children. Going, It's going to... You know, just some things there where the FDA are taking that even further and the CDC even beyond the crimes of Pfizer themselves. And as you said, General, it just keeps on unravelling and unravelling to the point where there's so much evidence. But Pfizer's still in our lives. Just this week, I put up on TOTT News, they have just acquired a Brisbane telehealth company yeah, for $179 million. Yeah. So Pfizer's not going away, all of these new vaccine products and new apps and innovative products that they want to release. This is all just going to continue to come down the pipeline as they just continue to market this, even though the crimes have been uh, exposed on a mass scale. So, yeah. Well, I'll definitely put a link yeah, in the mate. show notes for the listeners as well to, um, to have a read Unreal. of that one. Um, and, yeah, definitely check out the rest of them. Um, have you got links... Uh, might be handy to put links to all the other. Oh no, they are there. They are. Yeah, you've got related in the related below the article. You've got the three there. There's a whole bunch of other Pfizer ones. So, of the Pfizer papers. So yeah, for people to click through and check those out as well. Um, but check this out. Ready? This is some audio I wanted to play for you. And I'll, I'll put a link to this in the show notes as well. But just so we can hear it as we go, because as you know, my Skype won't let me fucking share audio. So um, here we go. This, this is related to what we're just talking about too. And earlier today, one of the country's top cardiologists cemented his public U-turn on COVID vaccines by publishing a nine-month peer-reviewed study into the jab's efficacy and safety. Dr. Asim Malhotra, a global expert on health and disease, encouraged people to get vaccinated on national television in early 2021 and dismissed vaccine hesitancy as, quote, anti-vax propaganda. He was also one of the first people in the UK to be double-jabbed. However, nearly two years on, Dr. Malhotra has now gone full circle with his study on mRNA specific COVID vaccines in the Journal of Insulin Resistance, where he sits on the editorial board, which has been praised by the likes of Dr. Renee Hodenkamp and Dr. J. Bascharia. Amid a wave of increased excess deaths, myocarditis in youngsters and cardiovascular emergencies amongst people worldwide, Dr. Maholtra's reanalysis of randomized controlled trial... I'm just going to pause it there because it says here on this screenshot, which I'll want to include so you know what we're talking about, 
It's got uh, this Dr. Malhotra's paper. It says, one in 800 risk of serious adverse event from COVID vaccines exceeding randomized controlled trials. All right. What? One in 800 now. <laughs> one in a million, boys. Remember what was one in a million? Yeah. So one in 800 yeah. now. <laughs> Let's knock a few zeros off that million. Um, 20,000 more or 20% increase out of hospital cardiac arrest ambulance call outs in 2021 compared to 2019. I'd like to see what the 2022 figures are. Uh, 25% increase in acute coronary syndrome and cardiac arrest calls in a 16 to 39-year-old Israelis, uh, significantly associated with first and second dose of the COVID injection. That's just some of the things they're putting on the screen here. Here we go. Continue. Suggests a greater risk of suffering a serious adverse event from the COVID vaccine than the disease itself. He argues that the billions who took COVID jabs could not have possibly given informed consent because they were simply not made aware of the risks. And he says that while a case can be made that the vaccines may have saved some lives in the elderly or otherwise vulnerable group, that case seems, quote, tenuous at best in other sections of the population, including the fit, young and healthy. Is now calling for an immediate end to the global COVID vaccine program pending international independent investigation, including the release of raw trial data from vaccine makers Pfizer. So you call this, Dr. Maltra, great to see you, by the way. You, you call this a pandemic of misinformation. What, what do you mean? Because what obviously at the saying? start, yeah. you were taken in by it. Yeah, so it's a good question, um, Dan. I think... Uh, to conclude from my own analysis, I think what we're dealing with now, with with hindsight, is uh, perhaps the greatest miscarriage of medical science we will witness in our life, lifetime. And the reason I say that is um, we were led to believe from the beginning, as you've already said, I was one of the first people to take the jab. Mm-hmm. I helped out in a vaccine center. I was in Good Morning Britain helping tackle vaccine hesitancy. Is we'd conflated this emergency use authorization vaccine. So, so you're not anti-vax. No, not at all. This is specifically about the Pfizer mRNA it jab. It is. And the problem is this. Reanalysis of the highest quality data that we have that led to the approval of the vaccine Moderna and Pfizer trials, mRNA technology, done recently, published in the peer-reviewed vaccine journal a few weeks ago, done by very eminent scientists, suggests a greater risk of a serious adverse event, life-changing, disability, hospitalization, than being hospitalized with COVID. That was from the original trial. What we don't know is who does this affect more? Is it younger people or older people? Now, I've separately analyzed the risk of heart problems. I'm a cardiologist primarily, so my interest is in cardiovascular outcomes. One of the reasons I started looking at this data in more detail, Dan, is because my father, who's vice president of the BMA last July, suffered a sudden cardiac death. And I couldn't explain it. He was a very fit guy, 73 years old, you know, walking 15,000 steps during lockdown. Um, you know, there, there was no reason. It, considered one of the fittest people in this community. There's no family history of heart disease in, uh, in data stuff. This guy probably jabbed his own fucking dad. To emerge ...that suggested oh, wow. that the actual COVID mRNA vaccines increased oh. coronary inflammation. One from a whistleblower at a prestigious UK institution, which I talked about on GB News, and the other one was actually published research, which showed that what happens after you have the COVID vaccine within about two months, it increases your cardiovascular risk. Now, what else is going on in the real world? 2021 versus 2020, this is in my paper, we have 14,000 extra unexplained out-of-hospital cardiac arrests in this country alone. 
Israel data. No one wants to talk about Israel data. 16 <laughs> to 39 year olds. They did a very rigorous analysis. 25% increase in heart attacks and out of hospital cardiac arrests in 16 to 39 year olds, specifically associated with, associated with the vaccine not associated with COVID. And on that point, I think people need to be very wary of news reports coming out suggesting that COVID is suddenly causing heart problems. I don't buy it. And the reason I don't buy it is a lot of this stuff could be a deliberate PR machinery from pharma. We've seen this before. It doesn't have any plausible it is um, mechanism. That, that we are seeing very different rhetoric coming from the folk behind the Oxford AstraZeneca jab, which was, of course, a not-for-profit project. Yeah and the Pfizer and Moderna jab. Because if you listen to most of the folk behind Oxford AstraZeneca, they don't believe in these constant booster rollouts to the whole population. Yeah, it's interesting. The AstraZeneca one, you're right. Um, I mean, Pfizer have made $37 billion from this product, which is extraordinary. We need to ask people like Chris Whitty and the MHRA why when we... So I'm just going to pause it there. I've got to... I'm back in, uh, Ando. You're back in the game. Um, it, all right, well, uh, I'll, I'll start recording this one now. Um, we'll just keep going if that's all right, guys. Yes. Uh, so sorry about that. It's uh, all right. It's not your fault. It's Flynn's. I know. <laughs> Jesus, I tell you what. I... All right, we're recording again there. Sorry about that, folks. This is what happens when you have a 14-year-old son messing around with power board and unplugging shit and trying to fucking... Oh. Anyway, I've raced out there. I'm like, we're offline. What's going on? And mum, Danielle's like, oh, you, you were down there before unplugging shit. What did you do? I've looked at the fucking NBN box. No lights on. Damn it. Oh, I had to restart everything. Fucking hell. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> and that shit takes forever to reconnect again, I tell you what, I. Oh, man. Anyway. Anyway. You'll have revenge one day. <laughs> Not for long, because he's nearly fucking bigger than me. I tell you what, eh? <laughs> he is Bastard. a big lad. Oh, he's getting tall, man. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, the gist of what that what I was playing for the audience here was when it when it cut out. It was basically just that that was a pro vaccine. You know, doctor. You know, specializes in uh, heart condition. All that sort of, like he's a cardiologist. Um, you know, was promoting it, was the first one to get it on TV, all this sort of stuff. Now he's coming out saying, no, 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 you know, we need to look at the data, the new data, all the data's coming out now and it's it's not good. You know, he's now up there. Um, it was on GBN, so it's like a British, you know, alternative news kind of show. Yeah, what's well, not like mainstream, mainstream, like fucking BBC sort of thing. But, you know, it's out there, it reaches a lot of people, but obviously because the other ones won't have him on, but, you know, he's at least on this, um, you know, broadcast, uh, you know, saying this, you know, and he's like, I'm not an anti-vaccine stuff, blah, 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 which, yeah, whatever, doesn't really matter, but uh, they do that to sort of save their own skin in a sense. But yeah, he's now basically saying that, yeah, we need to look at this. We should probably be stopping these this this uh, rollout right here, right now, which is pretty much what, um, you know, TJ Coles is saying in these articles as well. Look at what they're saying. Look at the data that's coming out. And yet we're still pushing this. What the hell? That's insane. It is the definition of fucking insanity. But it's not insane because that's part of the fucking plan. They want this shit in people's arms. They want this mRNA technology injected into as many people as possible. Um, and what I was going to allude to is the fact that, um, you know, when they can't get it into people's arms, what's next? Well, have you seen some of the latest stuff coming out where they, they want to start putting it, I guess, in a sense, in the food supply, in the food chain? They want to start injecting 
mRNA type vaccines and things to, you know, for things like foot and mouth and this sort of other weird conditions that, you know, livestock that cattle can get. And they want to inject cattle with this mRNA technology as well. And once it's in the food chain, boys, yeah, we're pretty much fucked because that shit's probably going to get eaten up by us, you know? Who knows if it stays in, in the meat or not, you know? Like, I, I dare say it probably does. It's going to become part of their genetic makeup, isn't it? You know what I mean? They're going to alter these cattle or the whatever we're going to eat, you know, on that cellular level, DNA kind of level. Uh, and we're going to consume that shit. So we get really got to start having to push for this, you know, organic food. You know, go and find a good butcher who, who isn't into this stuff. Who wants to get, you know, good meat or local stuff, you know. Because uh, this is not good, boys. This is not good. This is the direction it's heading in. Like I said, there's a reason why they keep pushing it. When all the data that's coming out, everything we've been talking about, everything you've been uh, publishing on TOTT News, we've been talking about, in hindsight, inside of all of that, they're still going ahead with it. And then, like you said, you alluded to a um, bit of a, um, uh, uh, what would you call it, a uh, sneak peek on uh, the latest one coming out. Yeah, it's it's going to get injected into under fires. You know, it's, it's the, they're going for the little kids next. They're going to start them as young as possible. This is just hideous. It's, it's it, yeah, it's a hideous, hideous plan, boys. Uh, and that's why I wanted to sort of play that video so you could sort of at least... Um, Get a bit of an insight. There are people actually talking about this. People who are in the industry, people who have been formally promoting this, who are now against it. So, very interesting. Um, that was pretty much all I guess I wanted to cover on the side of the, I guess the the vaccine side of things because we haven't really done an update on that for quite a while. So it's probably good to get one under our wings. The other thing I wanted to sort of bring to the table, boys, and to I guess bend your ears about if you haven't. Uh, if you, I'm not sure if you've even looked into it too much, but. Um, Actually, we might come back to that one later. Let's go. Let's let's switch over to the Optus, um, the Optus hack, the leak, all the data that's come out. We'll we'll, we'll flesh this out, boys, and, and see what's going on. So, and I want. I thought this was really curious, right? So this was last week, week before. Um, I think it was last week when it when it um, became known that apparently hackers got in and stole a massive amount of information. Uh, for Optus customers. They then, I guess, taunted Optus and said, oh, well, here, we've released, you know, 10,000 of these on the dark web. Um, so you can see that we've got it and we're serious. And I think they demanded $1 million. I mean, it was a bit of a, a, bit of a low ball amount. I wonder why they just went with a million. Why not two, ten, two point five, whatever. It was just a weird amount. Like, I just thought that was bizarre as well. But they had their ransom. They wanted their ransom of a million bucks um, to, and they, I think they wanted it in crypto. Was the other detail that came out as well. Um, therefore, untraceable, all that sort of shit. And yeah, mean in the meantime, everyone's like, "Shit, what what do we do? Is it my data? Whose data is it?" And then they're like, "Well, we'll let customers know if you're on that list." And Danielle got an email. Yep, some of your data has been leaked. You need to get a new driver's license, blah, blah, blah. So she's now going to fucking go through all that rigmarole of going to get all that because she was one of the ones affected, apparently. Um, so everyone's blowing up about, you know, what happens if it's me? What do I do? What do I do? And they weren't really focusing on, yeah, that was where the focus went to is what happens, you know, um, what's the react was the reactionary thing. So obviously the problem is a leak of data. The reaction is, you know, what do we do? Everyone's whinging about it and stuff. And then of course the solution is the, is the next part that comes along. 
uh, and we'll get to that in a second. But um, I was listening to the radio while I was working on it because I, I remembered the leak stuff. I thought, oh, this is really interesting. And I wanted to sort of get some, you know, a bit more tidbits of information. And it was like, I don't know, 8, 30, 9 o'clock in the morning. And they were talking about on the news breaks, right, on, on, on Triple M when I was listening to it uh, while I was driving between jobs. And they were like, yep, Optus League, $1 million, blah, blah, blah. And then within about two or three hours, the next leading story was the hackers have apologized for the leak. They no longer want the ransom. Uh, it's all going away. They've deleted all the data from their drives. And yeah, it's all done and dusted. And I'm like, what the fuck? That is really, really bizarre. That doesn't seem right to me. Like, since when do they just start apologizing? Oh, yeah, you know, like, they're all anonymous. They're like, untraceable or whatever. And yet, they've just gone, oh, yeah, we apologize. We've deleted the data. We don't want the ransom anymore. You know, the deed is done. We've done our part. Like, there's there's so much more to this that we don't know about, boys. That's what I wanted to sort of pick your brains about. And, and we'll, we'll, of course, move on to what the real agenda behind is, of course, towards the end of this conversation. But, Andy, I'll cross over to you first, mate. Obviously, you're aware of this because it made you know news and all that sort of stuff. But give us your insights on this. Did you hear about what I just mentioned then with the you know wanting the ransom and then saying they don't want the ransom and apologising and deleting the data? Did you hear about that as well? I I didn't. Oh, of course, I heard about the Optus story about them being hacked. I, I <clears throat> that bit about the hackers and you know and them wanting a ransom and then apologising. That's that's news to me. Mm. Yeah, mm, crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely. That was mental. on Triple and M. That, I heard that, that. That never happens. No, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that is. It just seems like yeah. It just it just seems like a fantastical story that someone's cooked up, big time. You know, nothing seems to be. The no, pieces don't seem to be coming together at all. It's all too convenient for my liking, man. All too convenient. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Uh, it smells dirty. Yeah. All right. Well, Ethan, what's um, give us your take on it? First of all, you you're aware of the the hack, the leak, blah blah blah. You know, give us your take on on, on the details and the nitty gritty. And did you hear about what I mentioned and stuff? Yeah, it certainly is a bizarre story in general. I didn't hear about the apology part. Um, I did see like a ransom note that was put online that even in itself looked like a meme, you know. I put one million dollar in account right now, like broken English, you know, and everyone's like, Oh, I wonder where this is coming from. Like it <laughs> China, yeah. And it and it was just posted on like social media news accounts, like here's the message from the hackers and everything, and it's just it's just textbook media fakery, you know. This is just they just make stuff up just completely off the bat and you know there isn't a larger agenda we'll have a we'll have a chat about what we think that is but um yeah now this has happened and now telstra as well mate as we go to record today breaking news today telstra has suffered a massive customer breach as well so not just optus it's telstra that's right and it was um Current and former staff members, were 30,000 of them apparently that has leaked, not, um, they say not customers, but I mean, uh, what do we believe at this point? Um, yeah, here we exactly, go. Exactly, yeah. So this this is what I was referring to, boys. So here we go. So Tuesday, September 27, uh, I've got a link here for The Guardian. Alleged Optus hacker apologizes for data breach and drops ransom threat. Um, so I'll put a link to that in the show notes so you can, uh, in the chat as well, you can see what I'm referring to, lads. It's very bizarre. 
You know, Ledger Tanker was seeking a ransom payment from Optus in exchange for millions of customer records, published 10,000 of them online on Tuesday before retracting the threat and deleting all demands. On Monday night, the alleged hacker uploaded a text file of 10,000 on records, blah, 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 concerning all the details, you know, dates of birth, names, email addresses, driver's license numbers, passport numbers, Medicare numbers, phone numbers, address information, all the shit. Um... By late Tuesday morning, the alleged hacker had apparently had a change of heart, deleting their posts and claiming they had also deleted the only copy of the Optus data. Too many eyes, we will not sail. This is a citation, so here's that broken English again. Too many eyes, we will not sail data to anyone. Uh, We can't if we even want to. Personally deleted data from Drive, only copy, they said in a new post. Sorry too. 10,200 Australian whose data was leaked. Australia will see no no gain in fraud. This can be monitored. Maybe for 10,200 Australian, but rest of population, no. Very sorry to you. That's what it said. That's like verbatim too, apparently. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't know they took that down. I thought that was like part of their thing. Like, oh, maybe, you know, pay this money, blah, blah, blah. But... Mm. Yeah, bizarre. Just more media fakery, you know. Just... Yeah, I'd like to see what the dramatry was in this. I'm surprised, Pat. Pat, if you're listening, get on to it. Uh, unless I missed it, sorry. <laughs> I'm surprised Pat hasn't uh, from our groups and stuff who hasn't put up a whole bunch of dramatry on this with you know Optus and Leak and <laughs> what they all equal to or whatever. You know, it'd be interesting to know what what the uh, synchronicities are on that one. To be honest. Um, yeah, very strange, very bizarre. Yeah, it was all this done, big media hype and all this stuff, and then it all sort of quickly, quietly went away. But that wasn't the focus. I thought that was very interesting because all you hear about is the leak and, and the repercussions of that. You know what I mean? Um, but we didn't hear much about, oh, how it's it went away. They deleted the data. Very strange how that wasn't the focus. Well, because then it'd be like, well, you know, they. I mean, I guess, can you trust them? Of, of course, now that they've got the data, and even if they've deleted it, it doesn't matter. We've got to get everyone to get new details and new driver's licenses, blah, blah, blah. Very strange. I wonder if it's people who, maybe they had the old, maybe it's a list of people that they know of that had the old driver's license that didn't have the updated chips in them or something, mate. You know what I mean? Like, um... It's just, it's just very weird, you know. I just find it very strange. Uh, but anyway, so that's there. You go. There's a link to that one there. I'll put getting that... into a bit of, bit of conspiracy there, mate. Uh, Would you ooh, say ooh. that this could be uh, happening for nefarious reasons, not uh, what has been described? <laughs> I would never. I would never. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's my jam. <laughs> I fucking love doing that shit. Ah. Uh... I think people expect it at this point. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Well, that's it, mate. Remember that uh, a lot of people forgot that uh, they were talking about Cyber Polygon. Remember, they staged cyber simulation attacks across the world um, in their uh, little modelling that they did. Infrastructure and energy, all those businesses. businesses, Yeah. And uh, recently, all Australian businesses were told to enhance their cybersecurity uh, practices by the Australian Federal Police and all of the intelligence agencies. And that's not to say that things aren't going on. Obviously, there's big money in cybercrime. If you can hack a company, get some data, you can sell that data to other companies, you know, sales companies, whatever, so they can market 
etc etc but in terms of the sophistication of some of these real big multi-million dollar companies it's it's a little bit harder and then you know as you've just posted in the chat it leads to some of the bigger things your wife for example now has to go in and get a new license an updated license Mm -hmm. what's going on with these new updated licenses and how does this tie in to digital identity and all of the digital identity pushes through MyGov and everything that is going on right now seems like uh, there might be a few questions that need to be asked, General. Mm. It's all very too convenient, isn't it, for for what they want. We know what they want. They want this, you know, they've been pushing for it for, since the Australia card, you know what I mean? Like they've been, they've been wanting this one piece of identification that's tied into everything about you. You know, it's all in one place. It's it increases the convenience of the track and trace agenda over the entire population. And then it, of course, has future um, you know, endeavors that they could take on board as well uh, in terms of the whole you know, wiring it into the, a social credit system, for example. You know, that, that's, that's the real, that's the scary thing about it, to be honest. You know what I mean? And that's something that we really should be concerned about because that's, that's what they want. That's one of the end goals is to tie it all into a social credit system. And people think, oh, that's, maybe that's a bit of a stretch. You know what I mean? Like people think, oh, yeah. I even saw some comments and I just deleted them because I just, I don't want people like that following my page anyway, but they were having a whinge about, you know, oh, it's a, oh, fuck, let me bring it up because I thought it was quite funny actually. Take me two seconds. Uh, and I'll just put a link in the show notes as well in our chat for the next thing we're going to be tying it into, which we were already sort of talking about whoa, now. Whoa. And while you look for that, General, just on your social credit comment, you know that that's been we've been predicting that to come for years now since 2019. We've we were talking about that is coming to Australia one day, and we've seen this in our in our systems. It's it's rolling out, and digital identity is absolutely linked to that. In some of the larger things like smart cities, social credit scores, all of these dystopian biometric systems, and you may recall in 2018. There was a push for all driver's licenses and passport photos to be handed over to the digital identity, the massive facial recognition database, Mm. which was turned down by the Senate, but then the states have gone ahead with it anyway. So they're going to do their stuff. They're, They're handing over their licenses anyway. And everyone is going to be a part of that so that the facial recognition systems all link in. It's all coming to light. Um, and the best thing people can do is protect their privacy because it's not a conspiracy anymore. They, mm. it's it's already happening in China, and that's the model that they want for the world. The Absolutely, tech model. And most CCTV cameras in Australia are built by China anyway. <laughs> who's really watching yeah yeah. Yeah, exactly yeah all right so here we go some of the comments were oh for fuck's sake paranoia rules uh conspiracies galore uh oh for fuck's sake if you were if you were born drive a car and have a job have credit cards have a medicare number have a tax file number have a centrelink number your details were already out there unless you live totally off the grid grow up for fuck's sake and that's because i shared a, a, a quote from pete uh good old Pete Veritas, he goes by. Telstra, hacked now. They'll get to all of us eventually. If you can't see the government is the hacker and driving this agenda for its next phase, digital ID, then you are a total lost cause. And like, well, all these people, you know, saying all this sort of stuff and they're like, oh, conspiracy, blah, blah, blah. You know, uh, wanting a digital ID, blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, here we go. Out of the Australian Financial Review, 
published today, government pushes for digital identity system after Optus hack. Like, they're openly fucking <laughs> saying it now. It's right there. Finance Minister Katie Gallagher has called together all the digital ministers to kickstart the rollout of a national identity system amid calls for the government to build a new technology infrastructure that would reduce the risk of identity theft following the Optus data breach. How on earth does it reduce it? You know what I mean? Like, they're just as fucking right susceptible. <laughs> like, um, yeah. It comes as New South Wales Customer Service Minister Victor Dominello called for a decentralized identity system at the end of uh, paper-based ID. Sorry, and the end of paper-based ID. But there you go. I'll put a link in the show notes for folks to uh, to check that one out. But it's right there. It's right there for themselves. This is what the government's saying. It's that problem reaction solution. You know, uh, never let a good crisis go to waste. You know, what a... <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> it's right there, right there in front of your face. And all of these people are... You know, you're already in the system and stuff. It's like these are the same people that you talk about Facebook where they've shared all their photos of themselves and their kids all online and stuff and then talk about, oh, you're in the system. We're all in the system. It's like, well, I didn't do that. I didn't post all of my children on Facebook and some of us still do care about our privacy, you know. Um, that's the thing. It's, it, it's also this is centralizing it all in into places into systems that we've never experienced before and if you think if you think things like applying for centrelink and stuff or even the magnitude of what this digital id system is going to entail then you really are crazy but you've got these people they're the same people oh if you've got nothing to hide then you don't have to worry about mass surveillance oh i've put myself so deep in the system and i think that i can speak for the collective and so I'm going to project that you've all done the same and that you're all as deep in the system as I am and that you shouldn't be as worried because I've embedded myself into the system. Why are you worried, guys? If you've got all of these things like I have and I'm just assuming you all have and you're as active in the system as I am, then what is there to worry about? It's like, well, mate, you'll see in a few years when you jaywalk across the street and your social credit score goes down a point, what yeah. we were talking and about. And the fine is automatically deducted from your bank account. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually happening in China right now. <laughs> that is yep. no joke. That is happening, yeah. And uh, your, your bank account's access with your chip in your hand, mate. Yeah, yeah. Just switch it off at any time. Swipe that. There we go, yeah. You wow. have decreased below 40 credit points. Mm. You will be penalized for 14 days. Your chip will be turned off. Yep, yep, yep. You're just screaming at the sky, turn me back on. Yep. Turn me back on. Yeah. I can't eat. You've, we've given you only enough funds uh, to sustain yourself on, um, what's that fucking Charlton Heston movie? You know, the fucking, oh, whether it's people, you're eating people. Yeah, the one. Come on. Oh. Andy. Andy, you know the one I'm talking about, don't you? It's um, a pretty old one. So, soil um, and Green. Soil and Green. Oh, yeah, Soil. Yeah. Soil and Green. Yep. Ask me, mate. You yeah. know Soil and Green. Come on. You've heard of that term before, haven't you? Oh, there's some homework for you, big fella. You need to go and watch Soil and Green. It's an old fucking... He's like a, uh, a cop or something, rather, but... You know, it's like a big revelation towards the end. Like, soil and green is people. You know, like they eat, they, that's what they do with people. They recycle people. You, you end up eating that as a food. It's called soil and green. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that's, first, that's what I mean. First that, ever truth of the movie. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 
Well, that's that's what I mean. Like they'll they'll give you only enough social credits to to eat the whatever the soylent green is. It'll be the mRNA meat, you know. Like <laughs> this is all you can afford. You can't afford organic meat. We'll give you enough credits to uh, survive on the mRNA meat. There you go. Yeah. But you're not wrong, man. Like I know we jest about this stuff, but that's literally the sort of shit that they'll come up with, you know. Yeah, and that's it, just, mate. When you're just when you're just talking about chipping and stuff, remember that movie called Time, and everyone had like a like a clock on their wrist. And no, stuff it's not called Time. It it's out. called. Uh, I, I was gonna say the same thing. I was gonna dead set say the same thing, Andy. Uh, let me just get what it's called. I've got it here. Hang on. I downloaded it actually because I wanted to watch it again. It's a Justin Timberlake yeah. movie, actually. Funnily enough, but fuck, it's a good movie. Uh, oh, out really out of movie. time, maybe. Hang on. Out of year or something like that. It was that. yeah. Here we go. And you f- could trade your time. Yeah, and they like you hold it over someone else's wrist, and it like transfers the time onto them. And they like yeah. it, that's there. Like when you go and get welfare, you have to go and line up for your welfare thing. And they scan your arm. You get another day's worth, you know. And if you're not there in time, yeah, yeah. you fucking lose out. Um, that's right. Yeah, fuck, that was people, a great some movie. People had hundreds of hundreds of years. And yes. some people, like, yes. said, like had the rich people, nothing. and each remember yeah. the city was built up in rings. Like there was the outer ring with all the povos, the inner one was the middle class, and the inside yeah. was, yeah, the people who had a thousand years on their fucking arm. You know, I mean, they could last forever. And time is nothing. And he he breaks into that inner inner sanctum, and he's like running around. And he realizes, fuck, no one else is rushing. Why am I the only one? He's like, I better start walking because I'll stand out like a sore thumb. So he just starts walking around because he's got all the time in the world. You know, because he works out a way. He steals someone else's time, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it's a fucking good movie, Ethan. I actually recommend it, yeah. eh? Um, oh, fuck yeah, it. Is for sure. I've got to find it. I've got to find it. I'm fucking hopeless at looking at IMDb. I should have asked Danielle. She's a fucking wizard of shit. Uh, oh, fuck it. I'll find it afterwards and Can- I'll... I'll, I'll find it while you're talking. Okay, yeah. Because, um... that's no, not out of time. Because, um... Adam from Crasfiles knows of it too. He's spoken about it before on, on shows as well. Fuck, oh, I can't remember what it is. Anyway, it's not that old either. It's only like... 2012 or something, maybe? I don't know. Anyway, you have a look, Andy. See if you can find it. In the meantime. Um, and I'll bring it up. But there we go. So I know we just a bit of this stuff, but uh, yeah, that's that's the agenda at hand, folks. Digital ID, and it, again, the the article is right there for anyone to um, to have a look for themselves. Financial the financial review with government people quoting this the the same sort of stuff. Problem, reaction, solution. Problem was, of course, the data leak and a hack. The reaction, oh, we need data security. Oh, our data. Oh, the government has the solution. Here we go, which we had from the beginning because we're the ones that did the hack. Yeah, pretty much. Um, There you go, folks. Another example, yet again, of the Hegelian dialectic in use, which, of course, um, you know, it has served them well in the past, hasn't it, Ethan? They've used it many times before. (laughs) Absolutely, and people keep falling for it, mate. Oh. How dare you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in time. Are you sure you are? You got it there in time. Just to like, there it is. Yeah, twenty eleven. I was close. Thanks, Anna. Year before the end of the world, mate. What's going on? Why can't I see the chat in time? Yeah, uh, twenty twelve. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Before uh, the world ended. December 21st, 2012. That's right. That's right. 
What a day, hey? There you go. So in a future where people stop aging at 25, but are engineered to only live one more year, having the means to buy your way out of the situation is a short... Uh, is a shot at uh, immortal youth. Here, Will Salas finds himself accused of murder and on the run with a hostage, a connection that becomes an important part of the way against the system. It's it's, it's actually quite good. It's like one of those dystopian kind of, um, you know, movies and things. Um, you know, the kind of what-if scenario of, you know, if that was the way it is. But uh, very good, you know. And like the people on the inside want to know what it's like to live, you know, because they, they can live forever. So they want to know what it's like to to live dangerously so they sort of visit the outer rims you know and that's when one of them dies and he ends up taking all his Tim Justin Tilly takes all his time and he's able to use it as a commodity to trade to get into places you know like it's yeah that's how it all works you trade your own life and they gamble they have this thing where they gamble you can you come up against the bloke and it's like it's like chicken they play chicken they hold their wrist under it and it deducts the time and the longer you can hold out you know you win you know like and if you pull away then you lose you know and he gets it like, yeah, it's, I won't spoil it for you, but it's good fun. Uh, you should check it out, man. Yeah, it's a good movie. Anyway, all right, moving on. Yeah, it sounds good. I'll, yeah. I'll check both of them out. Yeah. Um, Soylent, both of the recommendations. Soylent Green. Soylent Green and... Um, in Time. In Time as well. Yeah. No, I don't I don't watch too many modern movies, so I, I definitely haven't heard of In Time, but it sounds interesting. Yeah. Uh, JT. Yeah. It's honestly like, forget about, you know, JT is JT, blah, 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 whatever, pop singer and stuff. He's actually pretty good at it. I, I kind of rate it. I do rate that movie, actually. It's uh, one of those ones that's kind of gives you a, one of those what-if scenarios, but it's a good insight into um, the way that um, it could work. And, and you know, you, you kind of take the... The notion of like when Andy was saying how it reminds him of you were talking about the chip in your wrist you know it's the same notion it's the same concept of having a chip in your wrist but it's like this digital time display on your wrist it's very kind of sort of bizarre in a sense but um, very clever very very cleverly done yeah well that's it they program us you know through mass cinema to the collective subconscious so that when it manifests in reality we all accept it a lot easier mm. um, and you just see that time and time again within Hollywood Absolutely. That's right. Why can I not? I can't for some reason see the cameras go to call. There we... Oh, there we go. Back there. Fucking hell. Such a fucking noob at this shit. Anyway. Um, yeah, the other thing I wanted to talk about, boys, was something that's happened um, in the terms of a global scale and on the global stage uh, is, of course, the Nord Stream uh, pipeline explosion. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys are up to speed with it. Uh, I've only sort of just been, you know, knowing what I've been sort of researching, listening to lately. But um, we had Joe Biden in the past on the on the global stage saying, you know, if if Russia you know attacks or invades Ukraine, then then you know, we'll see to it that we basically you know stop these Nord Stream pipelines you know it, they basically they, they literally came out and said it. it was from his own mouth you know it's crazy you can actually watch the videos of him saying it um and then there were military exercises um that the US were holding on an island that sits in the middle of this area where the pipelines are like adjacent to um and then within a, a day or two of them being there boom pipeline explodes under the ocean uh you know, methane gas, whatever, leaking everywhere. And, you know, Russia is is to blame, apparently. And it's Russia's pipeline. They own they own the Nord Stream pipeline, right? It, and it, would go, it went from Russia or whatever to Germany, I think it was. Um, 
and you know we obviously know how America also feels about Germany as well. But uh, they so that has now been kiboshed, right? So Russia has come out saying, like, why are you saying it's us? If we wanted to stop the gas to Europe, we would simply just turn off the pipeline, like. And yet you're saying we destroyed our own pipeline, which is you know, millions and millions, probably billions of dollars have gone into this thing to build it, to, you know, to run a pipeline under the ocean. Like imagine the, what goes into doing that sort of thing. So they then, you know, they, like the US blames Russia. Oh, Russia destroyed the pipeline. Oh, they're trying to upset, you know, uh, fuel supplies to Europe. But then literally the next day, they open the new pipeline, which goes from wherever it is to Poland instead. Um, you know what I mean? So there's still fuel going to Europe. So why are you saying they're trying to disrupt fuel to Europe when you've got another pipeline there ready to go? Um, you know what I mean? So they, they had Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2. Nord Stream 2 was the promise from Biden saying, we're never going to let this Nord Stream 2 um, start. They hadn't actually finished it yet. Nord Stream 1 has been going for quite some time. Um and then this other pipeline all of a sudden just got built and was ready to go. Very interesting. Um, I just wanted to get you guys' take on and to see if you had uh, been up to speed about basically another false... I would say it's a false flag blaming blaming Russia for uh, you know upsetting all this. When, of course, we know what uh, US has been doing over there. You know, feeding and funneling money and funds and weaponry into Ukraine, of course. Um, it, to me, what it's what I think it is is they're they they're trying to goad Russia into making a move. They they it's like they want this war. They want something to start up. They they're just poking the bear, you know, like poke poke poke, um, and they want something to happen. They want Russia to retaliate. They want Russia to react in some sort of way, uh, and they don't appear to be at the moment anyway. Not not in a term. Not in terms of. Uh, military action uh, that we know of anyway so kind of wanted to see what you guys thought of it uh if you even knew about what was going on or all that sort of stuff i do have some information which i'll try and uh screen share for um the members as well which is going to find where i've put it now ethan I'll, I'll ask yourself first of all mate while you're while you're there um yeah uh what's your thoughts on this have you did you know about it did you have you been up to speed on this what's going on mate? I did see it briefly. Um, first time really hearing about the whole story was just your overview then. Okay. Um, yeah, definitely sounds uh, pretty suspicious. I don't keep up to too up to date with all of the political storylines too much, but you know, Russia's definitely you know everyone's talking about World War Three political conflict and stuff. But it's like Russia's just internalizing themselves. They've cut off it from everyone, and they'll just North Korea it until China sort of just decimates everyone financially. You know, there's not going to be war and that's why they're sort of poking the bear do something so we can come in but russia knows really against the world's might that they don't really stand a chance you know we've sorry we've uh (laughs) we just took a look at um the united kingdom and the strength of their empire from the queen's death you know and Mm. the old kingdom is still strong and, and russia sort of just wants to externalize themselves create their own bubble and just wait for china to sort of go down you know and the the u.s can't really attack and blah 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 i kind of I think it's entertaining i kind of you know, it is entertaining for sure because there's always something going on, on the global stage you know what i mean and um but i think if you know if russia ever did anything i i just think china would be there to like america wouldn't be fighting russia alone they'd be fighting the two of them like china would just join in because they're like massive trading partners you know what i mean they'd be like well 
you fuck with them, you fuck with us sort of thing. And then, of course, Britain will join and everyone else will join. You'll have this you know, two-party system once again fighting each other. But um, this I thought was interesting. This is almost like an admission of sorts. So I'll, I'll get you to listen to this as well. Um, his name is Blinken or something. Is one of the... He works for the U.S. Anyway, here we go. First, it's important to make clear that uh, these pipelines, that is Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2... Uh, we're not uh, pumping gas into Europe uh, at this time. Nord Stream 2 never became operational, as is well known. Nord Stream 1 has been shut down for weeks uh, because of Russia's weaponization of energy. What we've been doing, and we've also been working on this together uh, for many, many weeks, uh, as we saw the Russian aggression in Ukraine and as we saw the uh, ongoing weaponization of energy by Russia, is to work very closely with uh, European partners as well as countries around the world to make sure that there is enough energy uh, on world markets. And so we've significantly increased our um, production as well as um, making available to Europe liquefied natural gas. Um, And we're now the leading supplier of LNG uh, to Europe to help compensate for any uh, gas or oil that it's losing as a result of Russia's aggression against Ukraine. Uh, We've worked to release uh, oil from our strategic petroleum reserve to make sure as well that there was oil on the markets and to help keep prices down. Um, we've engaged with the European Union uh, and established months ago a task force to work directly with Europe on ways to uh, decrease demand uh, to help get through the winter as well as to pursue... Um... You know, on that decrease in demand, I've seen a lot of footage of schools and you know in the uk in czechoslovakia all these different places in europe they're just they're not putting the heat on in schools they're handing out blankets to kids in schools well that's how crazy it is you know what i mean because they don't want them to use the energy yeah full on additional supply and to find ways to uh, speed up the transition to renewables even as we're getting through uh this uh, this challenging period so all of that work is um is ongoing um the bomb shell sense, here, I, I mentioned this the other day is Look, there's a lot of hard work to do to to make sure that um, countries and partners get through the winter. Europe itself has taken very significant steps to both um, decrease demand, uh, but also look at ways to um, uh, pursue the transition to renewables at the same time. And ultimately, um, this is also a tremendous opportunity. It's a tremendous opportunity to once and for all remove the dependence on Russian energy and thus to take away from uh, Vladimir Putin the weaponization of energy as a means of advancing uh, his uh, imperial designs. Uh, that's very significant, and that offers... Yeah, so it's basically an admission of what they're doing without admitting it in a sense. That's as close as you'll get it in an actual admission on, on the shenanigans that they're up to. Uh, yeah, trying to remove the, in their dependence on Russia. So... They're then dependent on the U.S. instead, you know, what I mean? or someone else. It's just they want to change the, the their dependence on energy. Of course, yeah. There's we're not like that. We're all, the, all we're rely on here really is oil. You know what I mean? Like we've got all the energy we need over here. We we're fucking we're the ones that send it everywhere else. So it's we don't know what it's like to live like the Europeans do, where they don't have all of this these resources in their own countries. You know what I mean? They've got they 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 have to have it from somewhere else to survive, to heat their homes, to cook, you know, to all the basics in life, of course, even to run business and all that sort of stuff and in, in, in their industries. 
So it's it is a of course it doesn't affect us directly here, but it's a big deal for obviously for our listeners overseas as well who are in some of our supporters overseas as well. So they you know they, these guys are doing it tough, especially in terms of energy. You know some of their energy costs I've seen. Uh, someone was commenting, you know, what it would normally cost them like a thousand dollars a year for for their energy is now about six thousand dollars a year. Like it's just gone up insane amounts of money you know what i mean like and and we, we think our energy bills are going up here like it's way worse over there it is insane how much more they're paying over there um so i just wanted to sort of bring that to the table as well andy have you um i'll throw you because i've thrown to ethan to read but andy have you seen uh any information on this have you are you up to speed on this these shenanigans this false flag operation that's been uh underway over there in the u.s uh in um i think it's one of what's the c one of the seas, can't remember which sea it is, the North Sea, something like that anyway. Are you up to speed, brother? Um, no, I'm just, I'm just reading your article um, that you shared with me this afternoon. Um, but that politician, I mean, like, I mean, my gosh, what a, what a, what an extreme wanker, honestly. <laughs> yeah, for the sure. The militarisation of energy. Yeah. I mean, the US has been doing that for 100 years. Yeah, and then some, yeah, exactly. Literally. I yeah. mean, and then, of course, they throw in the, you know, the climate change you know, nonsense and... Yeah, and trying then, to be of course, sustainable and reduce our yeah, reliance on, yeah, all this fossil crap. fuels and shit, yeah. And then, they, and then, of course, he can't help himself, but then he has to throw a hand grenade into the whole Putin camp about, you know, how they're all the bad guys and we're, we're just trying our best to make sure that Europe's all safe and has energy and... You know, my God, and at the same time, putting NATO at the doorstep of like Russia, mm. <clears throat> with pointing all guns into that country there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, right, like so I'm just turning this down. Sorry, just. I mean, it's just um, yeah, it's just the same rhetoric from that from that admin, that Biden administration. Yeah, well, here we go. So this is as the coincidence. The coincidences just keep coming. Norway, Poland, Baltic pipeline opened the same day. Germany will now have to pay transit fees to Ukraine and Poland for gas. Uh, so here we go. In a move that Europe hopes will ease its energy crisis, leaders have inaugurated a new pipeline delivering gas from Norway to Poland. The Polish Prime Minister was joined by counterparts from Denmark and Norway, as well as EU representatives. It comes at a convenient time, as Europe is trying desperately to find new energy sources, and after Denmark and Sweden's discovery of a massive leak on the Nord Stream pipeline. Today we are entering a new era, an era of energy sovereignty, of energy freedom, and of enhanced security. One of energy security and also security in the broader sense of the word. This completion comes at a time of Russia's brutal war against Ukraine and Russia's manipulation of gas supplies to destabilize our energy market and our... Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Uh, also got links here. Breaking Swedish intelligence opens a Nord Stream sabotage investigation. Uh, there's a link to that one there. I'll put in the show notes. Breaking Russia says it will request a UN Security Council meeting over the Nord Stream link. So... Uh, there's even footage of it, of it actually, of the gas. I mean, geez, it could just be bubbles in the ocean, but you know, you've got to trust the source, I guess. But there are pictures of it leaking out and all that sort of shit. President Biden, if Russia invades, there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We will bring an end to it. 
reporter, but how will you do that exactly? Since the project is in Germany's control, Biden, I promise you, we will be able to do that. So that's, again, like I said earlier, Biden admitted to doing this like, you know, they said they would do this ages ago. Um, <laughs> it's all part of the agenda as well. Uh, and I've got a few sort of images and links and stuff, which uh, some of my uh, followers have put up. There were you know, like military flights happening in and around this area of the uh, of where the explosion had uh, had occurred, next to what's called uh, Bomholm Island near, which is part of Denmark. Uh, yeah, it's just interesting. There's records of the flights happening right above. No shit, right above where the um, uh, the explosion of the pipeline was underwater. There are military flights and helicopter flights, military helicopter flights in the exact spot, you know, like a couple of days leading up to it. Uh, yeah, so it's just crazy. It's all, uh, yeah, and they're, yet they're blaming, they're saying, oh, Russia blew up their pipeline. Like, really? Come on. Come on. It's so obvious now. It's just so obvious that it was just another false flag, you know what I mean? Um there you go. Reopen the gen- The general public would just swallow that, you know? Of course they would. That's 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 the most frustrating thing. Yeah. And, no one, no and you one only got to spend thinks... half an hour looking at it, Andy, to realise it's all a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like exactly like you said, why would why would Russia blow up their own infrastructure to simply not supply someone? Like you said, they would just turn the tap off. They just turn off and leave it there for a future date if need be. Yeah, why would they destroy something they've spent billions fucking making? Yeah, exactly. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, the official story never makes sense on these things. But I just thought to bring that up because that is a bit of international news and we don't always cover um, major events like that sort of stuff on in an international scale. So I thought it'd be we'll bring that to the table for the show for all of our listeners who are overseas. And if you guys know any more, please feel free to contact us. Um, you can get me on Telegram at General underscore Maddox if you want to uh, share some info or links or whatever, and we can pop it up and I can add it to the. Uh, I can actually add it to the show later on and republish it and stuff, uh, or just put it in the links for future reference. Anyway, yeah. So, and I'll, I've got some some videos. We were talking about this, I think, before we started recording. Um, Ethan, I'll try and I'll have to download it and send it to. You. But there's probably some folks out there that have seen a bit of this going on. Is there, And just back on the whole COVID thing, we're just coming full circle here. I mentioned how people were like uh, doing that weird turning thing. They just And then they just drop dead. Like they kind of look like they're looking up at the sky and they go all weird and then they just fucking drop dead. Um, yeah, this is footage coming out of all these... A lot of Asians doing it. Now, like I said, there was footage of a white guy doing it. I showed you the video. Um, but I'm going to screen share this one for you here. You'll love this one. Hopefully you can see it. Yep. Tell me if you can see it. I'll try and pull that down. Got my screen? Yep. Yep. Oh, did that just go... Did you lose the screen there when I did that? No, I still see it. Oh, okay. Looks like he's looking at the camera. I mean, this could be anything, but it's just very bizarre that and then just seizes up and apparently dies. There are other ones. Here we go. This guy in the white standing in line. 
all of a sudden just kind of turns to the side. They all do this. It's this weird sort of spin, like they're looking at something that's like above them or following them or something. And that old mate drops down as well. Seizes up. And he's a goner. A lady on a fucking bus or whatever just seizes up. Here we go, guy at a crossing. Bang! Just seizes up. Spins around. It's almost like they're convulsing. Like when people have epilepsy and stuff, you know? I have seen epileptics do that. So that's that's why I'm a bit like, well, maybe they're just epileptics and they're just catching it on film. So, But anyway, it's just something to keep an eye on as well. Uh... Another guy does the same thing, seizes up as well. Lady in a salon. Gonski. This guy here on the footpath, same sort of thing. But I mean, who knows if it's just more of what we saw in the beginning, Ethan, with uh, with blokes at the start of the pandemic. Just Everyone dropping dead dropping mysteriously. Down. Dropping like flies. Let the yeah. bodies hit the floor. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> bit of that sort of stuff yeah so who knows what's really going on like I said these people just could have epilepsy you know and we're just catching them on film having a spaz out I used to work with a guy who had epilepsy and at the club and you know, I literally watched him do very similar he's on the ground convulsing and seizing up and stuff it's kind of similar um, but it is just something to keep an eye on um, if it's just uh, anyone we see in our own country doing it you know maybe if it happens when you're walking around town or whatever and you see it happen boys you say if there's someone with them, are they epileptic? Do they have epilepsy? If the answer is yes, well, there you go. There's your explanation. If it's no, then well, maybe it's probably the jab. Who knows? Uh, anyway, just thought I'd uh, bring that up. It's rather interesting. Oh, Anything there else? You. <laughs> Anything else, uh, lads, you wanted to bring to the table for this particular episode? Um, I'll have to mash these two videos together uh, and the two audio clips, unfortunately, because of the disconnection from my son, who I'm going to give a fucking knuckle sandwich to. <laughs> No, all good, General. Uh, thank you to everyone for, for tuning in and listening and I appreciate the support and thank you everyone, as I mentioned at the start, for picking up the new dawn and everyone on Patreon for Real News Australia and the members of TOTT and, yeah, just thank you for tuning in, spreading the word and, yeah, we'll be back with another episode. Yep, cool. Um, I think my my birthday's next week. Uh, so I think I've booked in. Let me just... I've written it down on my calendar here so I'm going to let you know... Let you all know now. I think I've actually got it for... Obviously, because he's in South Carolina. Um, so there is that time difference once again. Um, it's 10 a.m. our time on Sunday the 16th, boys. So that's when we got uh, Jim Lee back on for the last season... Uh, last show for the season of season four. So it should be good. Uh, season finale. Season finale with our international guest. Should be good. Deep, deeper dive on this one. Looking forward to it, actually. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Thanks again to again all the members. Shout out to Sam, Sam Condon. Um, jump back on the Patreon again because he didn't realize that his his uh, subscription had stopped or whatever. So he's jumped back on and re-listened to a bunch of the content he's missed out on. And he bought some um, stubby calls as well. So I've posted those today as well. So hopefully he gets those pretty soon. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. yeah actually, now sold uh, another couple uh, uh fortnight ago too. So hopefully everyone's enjoying theirs. And now I've still got a bunch here for everyone else who's interested. 10 bucks. You get two of them. They're double-sided. They've got the logo and the beer, uh, conspiracy beer on, on the other side on, on, on all of them. It's uh, 
Again, I'm sure some of the members already have them, but that's on one side and that's on the other. 10 bucks for two, and that includes postage. I'll send them out to you. So yeah, anyway, anyone interested? Links in the show notes. Just get in contact with me. All right, Andy, anything else you want to bring to the table for this episode before we wrap it up? Uh, just very, very quickly, just want to segue, just, just segue back Go to the, um, the doctor that yes. um, did the 180 on the whole scamdemic. And, you know, isn't it, isn't it typical, and you, we've heard this like for the last like two years, that they do nothing. They're in the job. They're in the industry. They're around the hospitals. They're seeing all the trauma. They're seeing all of the problems. And yet this bloke does nothing until one of his own, own family members, you know, drops dead. Like, I just, I just It's think, sad, isn't man, it? it? That's what it took. It actually makes me really angry that, that these people are so self-orientated and so self-obsessed with their careers and whatnot that they, they won't do anything to help the community or the people under his charge until it happens to one of his own. I think I think just a hypocritical prick, in my opinion. Yeah. I thought, good luck to you. Yeah, and he's the whole time until then. He's probably promoting it, getting people to do it. You know, even though there was there was data coming out. You know, there was people asking questions. You know, prominent prominent people asking a lot of questions about these things, and probably still did nothing. Didn't look at it until he had the data officially come out or leaked from Pfizer for him to actually look at it and go. Oh yeah, maybe maybe we shouldn't be pushing this. Oh, shit, you know, is this his way of trying to atone? You know, maybe he feels uh, he's got these consciences so. weighing on him. You know what I mean? Because he's pushed probably a shitload of people into getting these jabs, and some Correct. of whom are probably like his old man have uh, either died or been damaged by them. So. Yeah, maybe yeah. his conscience got the better of him. I guess if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. And we, we, we did talk about that quite a long time ago. What does it take yeah. for people to wake up and to do this? And, and and I think we all kind of said the same thing. It's it's going to take a, an, an immediate member of your family or a very, very close friend to fucking drop dead or have a serious issue. And you know they're healthy enough and then they have the jab and then they die or something happens to them. That's what it's going to take. You know what I mean? So... As sad as it is, we did talk about it and uh, many moons ago on the show. And there you go, proof in the pudding right there. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, General. All right. I'll close with that. Nice. Well, I hope you guys can definitely make yourselves available for that last one of the, of the season. October 16th, we'll be recording that one. Uh, again, once again, to all the members, uh, please do head over to patreon.com forward slash Real News Australia or tottnews.com and join up over there as member as well. And grab all the good content. I did a show just recently with John Hamer and Andy. We uh, talked about the Princess Diana ritual murder. It was, it was good fun, actually. It was a good show. Lots of stuff I didn't know about. Lots of synchronicities, Ethan. Lots of... Um, uh, well, I get not just synch... What, what was the... Um, Andy, remember when he was talking about it? All that old school, like it was... There was a goddess um, that Diana was like named after and shit and it just happened to be at the same spot what, what that that underground tunnel was named after and there's a statue of this particular yeah. goddess you know it's like it all just fucking lined up it was all just synchronicities man all over the shop fucking crazy and yeah. shit that I had no idea about as well uh, and for... David Icke actually David Icke actually documented that in his book Bigger Secret he made a whole big chapter on the whole Diana murder yeah nice and um and and yeah it was you know, um, there was a like a 
a big spear. You know how they've got in um, uh, in lots of places in America, like a big a big spike, basically a big concrete concrete spire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like an obelisk. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, because it's an underground tunnel, of course, in the ground above that tunnel, there's all of that sort of stuff in this, virtually in the same spot. It's all very suspicious, you know. Mm. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, but A lot of yeah, interesting info. Would, yeah. If the members haven't listened to that episode, I'd really encourage them to jump in and have a listen to that because the rabbit hole just goes so deeply in that whole diana story and everything around it mm. you know uh, yeah. it's really really fascinating mm, it is yeah a lot of stuff i didn't know about all right well we'll wrap it up there boys and i'll uh leave the show with this one a bit of a life hack for everyone out there put a freemason sticker on the back of your car and you'll never get pulled over again follow me for more life hacks there you go <laughs> You should start selling them, General. <laughs> oh, there we go. It's a scam, never. The social engineers condition them all. They scheme and connive. They serve absolute control.
And see that you are not alone 